Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Cal Cofield. Today we're talking about games and computers. Computers are currently the reigning champions of the game chess. They first beat a human grandmaster in 1997, but humankind still dominates at the ancient Chinese game of Go. At least for now, scientists are diligently working on better Go algorithms. At the APS March meeting, I talked to a physicist who is trying to model the game of Go as a complex network. He says this could, among other things, assist computer scientists who are trying to beat humans at this ancient game. That's today on the Physics Central podcast. The 2001 movie A Beautiful Mind explores the life and the mental illness of Nobel Prize-winning mathematician John Nash. In a scene that takes place during Nash's graduate school days, he loses a game of Go to an arrogant classmate. Nash is distraught by his loss because he believes that his logical approach to the game is flawless. Now, in this scene, the game Go is sort of a metaphor. It illustrates that sometimes cold, hard logic isn't enough to solve tough problems. There's something else that's necessary, possibly something that only humans possess. This idea is currently being put to the test as computer scientists try to build software that can defeat a master player at a game of Go. Uh, for chess, uh, world champions now uh, uh, can be beaten by uh, computers. It's not true for Go. Go is the last frontier of games. It's too complicated for computers. So, uh, so it's the most complex in a sense. This is Bertrand Georgiou. Bertrand Georgiou. He is a physicist at the Theoretical Physics Laboratory at the University of Toulouse in France. He and his colleagues are working on something that might help computer scientists reach their goal of defeating the best human Go players. But first, how do you play the game of Go? Each player in the game has black or white pieces. The pieces are all the same. They're small, round stones. The Go board, which is called a Goban, is a square cut up into smaller squares, not unlike a chessboard. But the stones are placed where the smaller squares intersect. Now, once the stones are placed on the board, they don't move like chess pieces, although they are occasionally removed. Players are competing for control of the board, and they do this by surrounding portions of the board or their opponent's pieces with their own pieces. So during a Go game, there can be multiple little battles happening at the same time in different areas on the board. It's not evident to see what is a good position. It's, it's much easier in chess. In chess, so you can more easily say that it's better to capture this piece than the other. In Go, it's really a question you, you have to look at the tactical positions. Chess is by no means a simple game. In fact, mathematicians have calculated the number of possible chess games, and the answer they've come up with is about... 10 to the power 120. That's one with 120 zeros after it. To put that into perspective, guess how many grains of sand there are on the planet Earth? About 10 to the power 23. The number of atoms in the universe is estimated to be 10 to the power 80. 
So there are more games of chess than there are atoms in the universe. And that 10 to the power 120 is actually a low estimate. But a similar low estimate for the number of possible games of Go, 10 to the power 800. 800! That's 680 orders of magnitude more than chess. So it would be completely infeasible for a computer program to run through every possible Go game looking for the right move. It just couldn't be done in any reasonable amount of time. So a computer program that hopes to beat a human player cannot simply run through all the options and choose a move that's going to guarantee a win. The program has to have a way to quickly evaluate the game and pick the best move. It took computer scientists more than 40 years of focused effort to develop a computer program that could beat a chess grandmaster. The first declared success was IBM's computer Deep Blue, which defeated Garry Kasparov in 1997. Now, so far, computer programs have successfully defeated mid-level amateur Go players. And that's something, but the goal is to be able to beat a master Go player. Now, to be clear, the computer programs have beat master players when the computer has a handicap. So basically when the computer starts with an advantage. Right now, the leading computer Go programs are using a survey-style approach. So once again, it would be impossible to run through every possible outcome of every possible move. So instead, the computer just runs through a few possible moves to get an idea of the best option. Yeah, it's like a poll, basically. You know, when you, you poll people, you, if you poll enough people, uh, you get information on the distribution of the, the whole population. That's a bit the idea. They play random games and they try to evaluate what will be the average outcome from one uh, uh, direction and from one other. To help them, it could be, we think, useful to have the idea that some uh, directions are better than others to bias the distribution. And uh, this, we think, we can help. What Giorgio and his colleagues are trying to do is model Go as a complex network. Complex networks have two key components, nodes and links that connect the nodes. And there are really limitless possibilities to the number of things that can be modeled as a complex network. For example, airplane routes. Let's say an airport is a node, and if an airplane takes off from one airport and lands in another, that creates a link between those two nodes. And looking at a map of all those links and nodes could tell you something about the population of a given area or why a delay in Moscow can affect your flight in Los Angeles. Now, let's take a more complex example. What if a node is a person who's infected with a contagious disease, and a link is formed when that person infects someone else? Now, mapping those nodes and links over an entire city could tell you where a disease started or places where infections are likely to take place. And that gives public health officials an idea of how to fight diseases. Scientists have mapped all kinds of things as complex networks, including the Internet and the World Wide Web, neurons in your brain, 
the food chain, genetic similarities in a population, power grids, the growth of fungal communities. The list goes on and on. So the idea is that there have been uh, complex networks have been used for a lot of different kind of uh, uh, social networks, uh, flight networks, and, uh, but uh, it has never been applied to, to games. Our idea was to try to, to use these tools of complex networks in this area, which uh, okay, looks like more amusing, but I think uh, a way of looking at how uh, the brain is working, in a sense, how uh, decision-making process. Uh, so we think it's interesting to look at this kind of processes uh, from this point of view of complex networks. So if you're going to make a complex network out of Go, the first question is, what should the nodes and the links be? Well, they should be something that captures how the game changes over time. So in Giorgio's model, the nodes are unique arrangements of stones on the board. So imagine you only have two open spaces. You could put down one black and one white, two black, two white, one black in an open space. You get the picture. Each one of those arrangements is a node. So at any point in the game, you could take a snapshot of the board, and that's a node. Obviously, adding a new stone to the arrangement or taking one away will change things. It creates a new node. So whenever a player makes a play in the game, he or she is making a link between two nodes. Giorgio says this approach captures the tactical nature of Go. We look actually at databases of uh, actually played games by many people. They are on the web. We count uh, links by looking at which position follow another one in this part of the global. So, uh, so that defines uh, sequences of moves which are made in the same part of the, of the global. And, uh, then you can uh, define the network like this. Giorgio and his colleagues published their first results on this topic back in 2011. They started out by just looking at a section of the Go board with nine open spaces. And with just those nine open spaces, they had about a thousand unique nodes. Uh, in the latest uh, works, we had diamond-shaped uh, uh, plaquettes. With, uh, now we had four more intersections, and that makes the network with 200,000 uh, nodes. So you can see how this system is only going to get more and more complicated as Giorgio and his team try to model an entire game of Go on a board with 361 open spaces. So far, Giorgio says there isn't much that he and his team can offer to programmers of computer Go games. But they are getting there. By mapping this complex network, they are beginning to see symmetries, patterns, rules. And as they start to expand the network, it's possible that they could find similarities with other complex networks. I mean, who knows? Maybe a game of Go has something in common with the spread of an infectious disease. Or maybe the game of Go has some entirely unique patterns that are not seen in any other complex network. Again, for the software programmers, this could provide some insight as to what computers should look for as indicators of how certain moves will play out in the game. It's even possible that understanding these patterns could shed light on what makes a good human Go player. People don't play the same way at the end of a game or at the beginning or in the middle. 
So you can separate the phases and construct separate networks for the different phases. And you can also separate by the levels of players. So we are trying to separate uh, what kind of moves are played when the people are uh, good players or less good players and to, to see the difference between the two. So, so we hope with all this that we can at some point go to the computer Go community and tell them how to modify their programs in order to be more uh, competitive with human players. You've been listening to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Callie Cofield. If you'd like to know more about the game Go, check out our blog, physicsbuzz.physicscentral.com. There's all kinds of great things at physicscentral.com, including more podcasts, resources, and so much more. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central Podcast.